idea found her. As you know, there's no blueprint for entrepreneurship. You wear so many hats, you burn the midnight oil, you pour your heart and soul into everything that you do. But without a doubt, the journey is worth every single second that you put into it. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, host of the Dear Founder podcast. I say this because I've lived it for over a decade. I started my first company with $500 in my pocket and a baby in my belly. I grew it and I sold it all. This podcast is my weekly letter to you. We'll talk all things starting, growing, nurturing, and in some cases, even selling a business. Together with some of my closest contacts, I'm here to help you find your own success, whatever that means to you. The ride as a founder is the ride of your life. So come on in and join me for another episode that will get you one step closer to reaching your own founder goals. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. So a few weeks ago, I shared that someone who I had conversed with, who had a large following, cop to me that she never had ever made a reel before. And I shared that with all of you on social media. And so many of you came out of the social media closet saying that you too have never made a reel and you're really insecure about your social media skills and how to apply them for your own business. Well, Jen Sherman let the cat out of the bag when she identified herself as that original poster, as we say. And it's really opened the door for so many of you to ask questions about using social media for business. So today, I'm really excited to share and say that Peloton's Jen Sherman is back on Dear Founder talking about the imposter syndrome and apprehension she has using social media for her own personal brand and business gains. But before we dive into today's episode... I'm your host, Lindsay Pinchuk, and for those of you who are new around here, I've been building brands for nearly 25 years, and in 2010, I started my own company with just a $500 investment. I grew that business to reach 3 million users per month across multiple platforms and generate seven figures in revenue for six years straight. I built this business through partnerships with Target, Nordstrom, The Honest Company, Unilever, and hundreds of other brands. This was all before I led my company's acquisition to a large agency holding company in 2019. Two years later, I exited that company with one goal, to support other female founders and businesswomen through their own entrepreneurship journeys. Thursday's episodes of Dear Founder are called Founder Files. They're episodes designed to move your business forward through a specific lesson and actionable tips. While there really is no blueprint for building, growing, scaling, or selling a business, I do hope that the tips we share here today also give you a lot to think about as you grow your own business. If today's episode strikes a chord with you, it would mean so much for me if you shared it and if you let me know. All you have to do is put it up in your stories, tag at Lindsay Pinchuk, tag at Dear Founder. You know I will come and say hi and I will likely share it as well. Or feel free to leave a five-star rating or review through the link in the show notes, ratethispodcast.com forward slash Dear Founder, and you can rate us on any podcast platform wherever it is that you listen. So like I said, Jen Sherman is back. Only this time, we're not talking about her Peloton journey. We're talking about the journey to create a personal brand for Jen Sherman, starting with a more prolific approach on social media. We're going to unpack her story. We're going to talk about what she's done to overcome this fear. And then you're going to hear me challenge her to do five easy tactics to help her build community and engagement over the next four weeks. It's a challenge that you can all do along with Jen and me. Click the link in the show notes for the challenge and for my Reels cheat sheet. But for now, come on in. You're going to love this episode. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Today's guest needs no introduction. Many of you already know her either from being a part of the Peloton community, from Dear Founder, 
or from my many social media references. But in case you are living under a rock over here and you don't know who Jen Sherman is, she is Peloton's original instructor. She's been there since the very beginning. She has seen it all. Jen so graciously came out to Dear Founder this past summer, and you guys made her episode the number one downloaded episode of all time out of all 125. Many of you reached out and you commented about how naturally Jen and I connected through our conversation. And I swear to God, my best friend has been telling me for years, long before I even owned a bike, that Jen and I would become friends and we would be friends. And now we are. So after Jen was on Dear Found Her, she invited me to ride with her in the studio in New York. And not only did she invite me, but she made good on that invitation, which I graciously accepted. And since then, Jen and I have continued to connect, going back and forth about family, our love for music, and who to listen to, and lately, social media for business. During a recent conversation, I told Jen that she really had to up her game, especially when it came to social media. She is a community who's hungry to see more of her and who connects with her on a level that really so many can and will never achieve. And during this conversation, Jen admitted that she had never made a reel before. I was totally floored, absolutely shocked. My mouth was on the floor. I (laughs) did not believe her. But after Jen and I both shared this on social media, the door has been open and it's been open wide. And so many of you have come forward telling me that you too are very insecure about using social media, especially for business. You've never made a reel and you don't even know what the hell you're doing. So this leads us to today's conversation because Jen is here back on Dear Found Her to talk about the imposter syndrome she feels on social media, how she's getting over it, and most important, how we're going to fix it. So on that note, please give a warm welcome back to my friend, Jen Sherman. What is up, everybody? Hi, Liz. Hi, Jen. I'm so, so good to see here. Me too, because I'm going to kick it off by just saying the struggle is beyond real. It's, and look at that, it's a little beyond the real. Nope. It, 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 no, no pun intended. It is... Um, I am so glad that you and I stumbled upon this topic because I have never, I've been very open um, with about the fact that I need so much help on social. I just didn't really go for it and, and find the help. And this sort of just happened with you and I in conversation, something you're really good at. And it's something that you knew how to do really well. And uh, I am so glad that we brought up the conversation that day because I am I'm in it now. I'm trying. You're doing a great job, and I'm really proud of you. And I actually Thank mentioned you. and say before we started recording, I hope you don't find it so annoying when I, like, text you and I'm like, share this, no. post this. Okay. Because I have been doing that to Jen a lot lately. I've been, like, popping up saying, where the fuck is your reel? Or, like, what's going on? Or you need to post this or share this. Tag these people. And, I, you know, I want to ask you, before we kind of get into the meat and bones of this, is, like... What made you say that to me that day? Like, what was it that you were like, you like were a little embarrassed to say, I've never made a reel. But like, what was it? Why? Why did you bring it up? Why did you say it? Well, first of all, because I've become so fond of you and your podcast and it's you are just so comfortable. It's what you you know, the, you know, the ins and outs of this. And so I knew I was speaking to someone who knows how to do all this and do it the right way. And I knew that I could tell you and that you'd possibly be there to help. And I knew that you would start out um, simple with me, which is what I needed as a 53 year old woman who is not social media savvy at all. 
you didn't make it overwhelming and you broke it down for me and you, and you kind of held my hand. I mean, there's so much more to learn, but, um, that, that's why I brought it up to you. I just had such a feeling that you would be able to give me some insight and I, and I needed that. And quick comment, comment on what you just said about the reminders. Maybe not everybody needs that. I need that. I need that. So I am thrilled that you're actually saying you didn't post today or you did this at Peloton today. Put some of that up. Like, what are you doing? Stay out, stay with it. Great job. I actually need the encouragement. Good. Okay. I'm glad I'm not annoying. So before I want to, before I move forward, I also just want to give everyone a little bit of an introduction. I I don't, you don't need to share your whole story. Anyone who wants your whole story can go back and listen to our amazing first podcast that has been listened to so many thousands of times. But I would like for you to share kind of where you are in Peloton because you came to Peloton during a time when social media wasn't what it is now. So I'd like for you to kind of paint the picture of where you are, Jen Sherman, at Peloton and how it relates to your social media. Okay. So, um, 10 years in coming up on my 10 year anniversary and you are absolutely right. When I joined Peloton and we were a little grassroots movement, if you want to call it (laughs) startup, um, social existed, but obviously not the way it does now. It doesn't drive business and branding and all of those things the way that it does now. So when I got to Peloton, I, I was already, I was a little bit um, at a disadvantage just because as Peloton members know, a lot of my, all of my um, teammates are younger than me. And in general, that younger gen, that younger, gen, that younger demographic is just so much more adept at social media. But I didn't feel the pressure in the, in the first year, two or three kind of thing to really figure it out. But then it just started to, um, bombard me. I was seeing what everyone else was doing. Peloton was certainly encouraging us all. We would have weekly meetings about it. And I would just say, guys, like I'm helpless. Like, I don't know how to do this. This is actually hard for me. Like it's, it was hard for me, um, as silly as it sounds. And I, I needed the handholding. I needed the help, but also you need to be motivated to want to figure it out. And it took me this long. It took me this long. Um, you know, people can try to walk you through it and help you and encourage you and, and give you advice on what your social media landscape should look like. But until you're ready to really open up your brain and say, like, I'm going to give this a real shot. It's not going to be perfect, but that's probably what they're going to love about it. I don't know why it took you and I and our conversation for that to finally click. And I don't know where I'm going with it, but I'm, I'm diving in and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay Pinchuk. A lot of you have reached out to share your own social media struggle with me. Whether you're overwhelmed by all the features, can't handle the technical options, or just don't know where to start for your business, you're paralyzed. And I totally, totally get it. I don't want you to spend another minute stuck in the social media closet, embarrassed that you can't figure it out. Let's fix it. Later this spring, I'm going to hold your hand and walk you step-by-step through my signature class, Social Media for Small Business Boot Camp. With five live lessons over five days, we'll get you set up, running, and understanding how to apply social media basics for business growth. And we're going to be doing it together. You'll learn what to post where, when, and why. We'll make reels, and you'll learn some of my favorite and easy strategies for growth. And the best part, you're going to get to meet and interact with many other small business owners just like you. 
Does this sound like something you could get on board with? Let me know. Click the link in my show notes. Get on the wait list. You're going to be the first to know when registration is live in just a couple of weeks. Let me know if you have any questions. I told you from the beginning, it has to be fun. It can't feel like work. It can't feel like something you have to do because then people see through that as well. And one of the things, though, that I want to point out about you that is different from many of your coworkers is that you had community first. You had and have community, whereas a lot of your your co-instructors have, yes, built a community, but they've come in and kind of had to just start from, you know, ground zero and build that up. You have people following you, like end of story. And so now for you, it's harnessing that community a little bit better on social media. And that's kind of, it's not that you've done a crap job. You haven't, you have a social media presence, but it's really kind of taking it to the next level. So what happened since you made those first few reels? Like what's kind of happened? Like, have you noticed changes on your social oh, media? And it has, you- it has blown up as they say. Um, listen, I don't know what it's done yet. It's what we're two weeks into this little, this little, I don't even want to call it a project because I really do plan on moving forward and making this a regular part of something that I do. I'm, it's part of my job. It's part of, I mean, that's the way I'm looking at it now. Um, I should, I mean, it's not that I didn't look at it that way all the time, but I think I was just shutting down because I really just didn't know what I was doing. I don't know what it's done in terms of analytics and maybe we'll talk about analytics because that's a whole other piece of social media that scares someone like Jen Sherman, like the analytics. I don't, you know, I'm starting to now understand a little bit more and dive into that a little bit more, but I just know that the response has been incredible. Oh my God, me too. I have a small business. I'm 55. I don't know how to do a damn thing. I can't get my teenage son or daughter to help me. I'm trying to teach myself, but I'm struggling. You're doing great. Can you teach me what you've learned? I don't even know what button to press to make the most basic reel. That's what's sort of been going on for the last two weeks, I'd say. That makes me so happy. And I actually, I don't know if you remember, but I said to you, when we first started talking about this, I said, you were going to visit Carly. And I said, can't, like, can't you ask Carly to help you? But then I did kind of put my foot in my mouth because I have asked my 12 year old to help me with TikTok many times. And she rolls her eyes, just like Carly rolled her eyes at you. So I get it. I get it. Well, listen, someone might have a kid out there who's so willing to help their mom. Carly doesn't even want me on social media. So getting her to help me is, um, you know, she's got better things to do. What have your colleagues said? Oh my gosh, I'm loving, it's so fun at work. Um, listen, if you ride with me, if you know anything about me, it's just innate for me to make fun of myself. It's something that I've always done. Um, and I can make fun of myself all damn day long. And this little... This, this social media situation has been something that I've been openly making fun of myself about to my co, to coworkers, with my coworkers, whenever we're in team meetings and it's a social media discussion going on. I'm like, what's TikTok? Like, you know, I'm that one in the background. And, and so everybody knows that it's been such a struggle for me. They are so encouraging. Everybody is sending me messages, um, cheering me on. I've put a few of those up where I've, you know, captured some fun content with my co-instructors and uh, they have been awesome. And everyone has said to me, 
I will sit down with you. I will help you to learn how to do this. Now you have to start doing this. Now you have to, you know, kick it up a notch. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to get, I'm going to start to learn how to do all those things. Do you find that it's easier now that you've kind of taken that first step to now take like the second step and the third step and to do those different things? Like I know you and I have talked a couple of times and I've said, well, now that you did like a face to camera reel, I think Mm -hmm. that you should go into the studio and film your coworkers and do this and do that. Like, do you find it easier to do it now that you've kind of like one made the commitment and two taken the step to like do a little bit? Not only is it easier and do I feel more comfortable, I'm like looking forward to it. Like when I know I'm about to capture a moment, like when I was teaching yesterday and that, and that moment with Maddie Majacomo and Ash Pryor came up, you know, that just was happening. And I grabbed my phone and there's moments like that all the time. People want to see what's going on in the instructor green room. That's really fun content. And so, so I wanna, I, well, I want to tell you this, like the reason I knew that that was posted was something you didn't see because it was in your Facebook group. Someone posted it and said, oh my God, I love that Jen's getting in on the Peloton shenanigans. Yes. And they, and they okay. put the link in. And so, you know, that goes back to what I've been saying to you for the last couple of months, even like people just want to see more of you. Right. Like, and so see you. And of course, I did. I am not recreating the wheel here. My 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 teammates have been capturing all this ridiculously fun content forever. I just was never in on it. You know, I'd be in the background of someone else's video, perhaps. But like now, I'm kind of like I'm excited to like. I was psyched to get to work yesterday to be like I'm filming something. I don't know what I'm filming, but I'm filming something. And I told you your next challenge is to do one of those TikTok dances with the girls who are with. You know, you got to really get them to instruct you on that. I mean, just do it. That would be, that would be a moment. And I, listen, I'm not, I have no shame. I'm not, you know, that's the one thing that I can have fun with this. I don't care if I look like a total dope in the background. I think that's what makes the content so fun. Um, But I still am feeling, um, I'm still in that place where I feel overwhelmed by all the different things that you can do and how to do them. But I do feel that if someone shows me, teaches me, you talk, once you know how to do it, you know how to do it. And it's really not as complicated as I thought. And it's building upon those basics, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Because sure. you said to me in a text the other day and you like left me hanging, you were like, mm-hmm. you said, I have so many questions. And I said, great. I'm like stuck in my kid's bed right now. Fire away. And then Jen disappeared. So I did. So what are your questions? Because I want to answer some of your questions and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to challenge you. Okay. So two questions just right off the bat. When it, talk to me about, um, reels in general and why, what's gone on with Instagram that that's what they, that's how they, that's the content that they want. That's the content that they're favoring. I think I even saw, did I see come across my phone that if you post a video to Instagram now, not a story of a video in your feed, that is automatically going to turn into a reel. Is that making any sense? So yeah, you've you seen that sense. or heard that. So it doesn't, okay. so Instagram used to have two different video. Instagram had one video format at first. It was a video and you could Mm -hmm. put up to, it was like three minutes and then 10 minutes. It's changed over time. And that was like when I would do a TV segment, I would upload a video and it would come in my feed and it would be, you know, just video Mm -hmm. content. Then Mm -hmm. they added reels. 
So reels were separate. So it was like a totally separate like function when you opened up like what to post and it says, you know, post, story, reel. Real. It said post, story, reel, video. So it was different. Okay. If you were going to post something that was longer than at first reels were 60 seconds and then they went to 90 seconds. So Indeed. if you were going to post something that was longer than that amount of time, it was then a it's video. video. Okay. However, now they don't, they, they kind of lumped them in one in the same. So it's almost like they're disencouraged. They're encouraging you to only make reels and right. Correct. Well, I know you have to do a little of everything. You have to do a little of everything, right? You do have to do a little bit of everything. You know, when you're on Instagram, you have to have a strategy for stories. You have to have a strategy for engagement. You have to have a strategy for posts, for reels, et cetera. Mm. Now, what What if you have zero strategy for anything? You don't have zero strategy. You just think you have zero strategy. Okay. Okay. But what I want, I want to answer your question and by, by saying to you, so this week, this was, this was actually very interesting. This happened to me this week. I did a TV segment and I went to share it on Instagram. And when I went to share it, it did turn, it automatically turned it into a reel, but it cut my segment to 90 seconds. And I didn't want to share Uh, 90 seconds of of my segment. I wanted to share the full eight minutes. It was an amazing Uh, segment. It highlighted a lot of awesome women. So I ended up going and and putting it as a post because I wanted the full eight minutes and you could do up to 10. So I wanted the full eight minutes. So I did it as a post. Okay. Does that make sense? And that's just kind of one of those under the radar things that like Instagram has done. So like if you Mm -hmm. would have gone on and posted a, you know, a reel or a video, it might have turned it into a reel, you know? And so. Okay. So I saw that. So because, okay. they, because they took that function away. Does that answer your question? It does. And here's another question for you. So let's say I'm in the locker room at Peloton or I'm, I don't know, I'm with Carly, you know, doing something that might seem interesting to people. What happens if you're filming something that's 25 minutes or 30 minutes do you, are you supposed to do that live and then save that and then you post that? So it's really kind of your process and what you decide your process is going to be. And a lot of what mm-hmm. I share like in my classes and a lot of what I share on Instagram is it's like 30% what you post and like 70% what your process is. And a lot of people are very overwhelmed by the process of social media because you know, they feel like they have to check and tick all these boxes, right? So you really want to get into a place where you have a process, which is why I said to you last week, Jen, capture as much video content as possible because you can use it later. So bank it all, right? And bank it all. Like if you, first of all, for someone like you, you live in the public eye. I would not, you know, say in the moment, post something like that, you know, take something that's 25 minutes and post it. Like you want to think about what you're going to post anyway. And it's not no harm, no foul to take a day or two or even a week. You know, no one Mm -hmm. needs to know where you are, what you're doing at every minute. So if you do have a video that's 10, 15, 20 minutes, you can go into your phone and in the like you can pull it up in your camera roll and you can edit it down. You can cut it down like and trim it down. So Mm -hmm. like. Last night, you made a comment on the concert videos that I posted. One of the clips that I posted in my stories, I think the clip was 10 seconds, but it was like actually a minute long clip. And I just got a little piece of it. And I posted Mm -hmm. it this morning or late last night when I got home. So that's what I would recommend. Like I, Mm -hmm. I would really recommend banking your content and then kind of going back and 
scheduling it out and posting it. And, you know, and I know that I feel like that probably feels like uh, far off to you. I don't think that it is very far off. I just I think that we will get you to a place where you can think about it a little bit more holistically. So you're not just posting off the cuff. But part mm-hmm. of it is collecting the content so that you can do something with the content. And collecting the ideas, right? Because I've thought of like some fun, cool ideas and maybe I'm not in the moment able to capture that content, but I'm, I'm keeping a little file in my notes of, of great things to sort of great ideas, great fun ideas. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about when I challenge you, because I know we talked about that last week as well. So, and exactly, that's exactly the, the point is that you want to have ideas and a list of things that you could get content for. And then you also, you naturally start thinking like you naturally start, you'll be like, you know, at Peloton or in New York or at home or wherever you are. And you'll be like, Oh, that would be great content. And you'll just grab a video. You know, like I am constantly like if I'm walking, taking videos, when I'm on a plane, I take videos outside the window. I take videos when I'm downtown in the city. And I actually had taken a video just of me walking on the river walk last summer. And I realized that the building where I was supposed to work, like right out of college was in that video. And then uh, later on, so you captured that moment. And later on, to... I made a TikTok about it. And I made a TikTok uh, about never actually working there, but okay. um, it was post 9-11. But, um, yeah. but, so, but I had that content. So I just am constantly trying to grab content wherever I am because you just don't know when you're going to use when you're going to want to use it. And it goes back to what I was saying. You want to be doing it consistently. Is there a way to do you have a process where you organize your content or is just everything sitting in your camera roll and you literally have to. I guess you can make folders, right? Is that like is that a smart way to do it? Because I've been, I had a really cool concept, a thought, which I'll discuss with you like off camera. (laughs) And I had to, I knew, I know that I have the video and I, but I had to scroll back to like the earliest days at Peloton and I'm scrolling back to 2014, 2013. It was taking me forever. I still haven't found it. It's there, but should content create, I'm not a content creator. I can't call myself that not even close, but is that the smart thing to do to try to pull this stuff and keep it in one spot? Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing agency providing high quality podcast production made simple and affordable. I hit the jackpot when I came across Hivecast as I pieced together services from contractors all over the web initially to help me with my podcast. Hivecast was everything that I needed all in one place. For just $500 per month, they not only produce and edit four episodes, but they also create the marketing assets. Emma, my account manager, is amazing, making sure that I'm on task and that we can schedule episodes regularly and by my deadlines. Honestly, the time saved working with Hivecast is worth at least triple what I'm paying. Their sister company, Fireside, offers other marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, search engine marketing, and so much more. Again, all at a rate palatable by a small business owner. The best part, there's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FOUNDHER and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. 
So it's interesting that you say that because I too found myself like scrolling back to 2013, 2014, quite recently Mm -hmm. looking for old videos from my first company. And I ended up sitting down one day and I went through my whole camera roll and I made a folder of all the pictures and videos from my first company so that when I am making content, I have it in one place. I am, I am one of these people that like, I have a photographic memory so I can be like, okay, I know this took place in October of 2017, but I will say as time goes on, I'm getting like worse and worse at that. So it has been helpful for me to have all of those in one place. I think it's, it really is dependent on if you want to put the time into doing doing that. that. And getting that I think company. it would actually might be helpful for me. Not that I have so much time on my hands, but if I could pull, go through my camera roll and start and put everything in a place, all my Peloton footage, whether it's me hugging Cody on his birthday and it's a still photo, or it's like me and Emma Lovewell in a, in a, in a video clip from like homecoming from four years ago, I need to get that organized because that's part of the struggle for me. Maybe not for someone else, but for me. My my camera roll is a mess. And so that's so going to be you have one to of the do, side projects. So just so you know, all you have to do is when you go into your photos, you can make a folder. Right. So like you go to albums and then you yep. click the plus sign and you would that make I know a new album. <laughs> okay. You would make a new album and or a new folder. You that bad, people. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just for people who I appreciate might not know. It. Okay. I appreciate it. So you can make a new album or a new folder. Honestly, either one, it doesn't really matter. And when you're like in the car going to the city, take, you know, take that time instead of scrolling on Instagram, take that time and just like to do it. I'm going to do years 2013 to 2015 and I'm going to, and it'll take you 10, 15 minutes to do it and just kind of put in that time up front. And a lot of what I tell my students all the time is just putting the time in up front, like We build full content strategies together. And I say, when you have a full strategy, it's a lot easier to know what to post because you have created a strategy of what you're going to post. And so it's very easy to sit down and say, okay, this week I'm going to create five posts and these are the things I'm going to talk about. So, you know, it's, it, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but like it is a lot of just putting that time in for your business and your personal brand and really just making the process that works for you. And I do think, especially as you start making more reels and we start putting posts up to like homecomings coming up for Peloton, you're going to want to refer back, you know, maybe on Thursdays, you'll do a carousel of throwback pictures from homecoming to promote homecoming. I mean, that's just, you know, an idea. Write it down. Great idea. Love that. Adding that to my, okay. You know, like just different things like that. So I think that having the content in one place for you will be a lot easier to access um, as you're kind of trying to pull things together. And then, you know, something that I've been thinking about also as I'm sort of diving into this new territory, I am not ashamed to admit that I love consuming content. I love consuming content. I love watching people put up things that I'm interested in. And so... I don't know. It's just, it would be one thing if I wasn't a person who ever scrolled on my phone. And in my, I, in my, in some of, in my downtime, I spend a lot of time on this phone looking at people that I admire and, or think are hilarious or funny or talented or whatever it might be. And so it just, it brings it all full circle. I love to see really fun, you know, content. 
And so why shouldn't I try to be churning some of that out? But you are. You're doing a great job. You Thank are. you. You will get there. Thank you. You will get there. You know, one it's of the a things process. I want to say about that too, and I don't know if this is something that you do, but you know, I know you and I have had some conversations about sharing other people's content too, and not just Peloton content, but um, you know, content of things that you like, things that you think are funny, and you don't have to like overdo it. But mm-hmm. you know, if there is a day that like you really aren't posting or sharing much. I do think it's best practice for you to share a couple things in your stories and tag those people because that's how you grow. Like if you, Jen Sherman, see like a great podcast or a funny reel or like just anything, you know, and you share it to your story and you make a little comment about it and you tag either the poster or the people in it. There's a chance that they, a good chance, especially because it's you and you have a big following and people know who you are, that they will share it. And that's how you get new followers. So it's okay to share other people's stuff, especially people who you like, who you believe in, who you think are funny. Like, I don't so even a know. So perfect, let me ask you, is this, would this have been a perfect moment? So Rob Lowe, who I adore and love and I'm, I'm still obsessed with, he's coming out. There's a new show coming out with him and his son that I am so excited for. He yes. posted about it. And that's how I found out about it. I went to take a screenshot to post it, tag him. And I would have said something like, oh my God, like counting the moments for this new TV show. Something like that would be a perfect slow day. Like throw yes. that up. Yes. Okay. Didn't do it, but percent. I should have. But, but I'm going to go back and do it. And I he might can. have a post that you can share if it's something in his feed and you can click the little like share button and share it. I tried. That's why it didn't happen. I try, I did click that little button and I tried to actually share his, but I'll, I'll, even if I take a screenshot, I'll do that. And that you can take a screenshot too, which is great. I mean, it's like very similar. Like, yes, I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Jamie Lee Curtis said something about having matinee concerts. Like, and she talked she about Bruce. sure did. And I saw it. Well, I shared it and I said, Bruce, I saw it. Yeah. And yeah. I said in the thing, where are my concert people? What do you right. guys think of this? And I tagged you. I, I tagged Carrie Sokol. I, ter- okay. I tagged my best friend, Samantha, you know, and you are all the people I know who love live music as much as me. And so like that. So I should have repurposed that and, and reposted you it. That could have been something. You right. could, or you could have shared the original, but like if you would have shared it, look. you should have sh- like tagged Jamie Lee Curtis in it and been like, yes, right. Jamie Lee Curtis, you know? Yes. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. I think it's really important to be social on social media. So, okay. Which kind of leads me into like where I want to go with this conversation in terms of like what's next for you, Jen Sherman. So, hmm. you know, we have talked a lot about um, like ideas and reels and, you know, just kind of creation and things that you could be doing. And we've talked about this both here in the last few minutes and while while we've had these discussions. But I really would like to, if you're game, to sort of formalize a little challenge for you and give you five easy things that you can be doing on social media to up your game. And then maybe have a little check-in with you. It doesn't have to be on the podcast. You know, maybe we could do a little video or a live or something, but I want to hold you accountable. Because that is how you're going to grow. And I, and as I'm sharing this with you, I'm hoping that the listeners that are sharing, especially those listeners who are like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing either. I hope right. that they will take a note and they will follow along with it as well. So Lindsay, you don't scare me. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it okay. on. Here's what I want you to do. So the first thing is 
consistency. And that's something we've talked a lot about. You have to be consistent on social media. If you're not consistent, it's just not going to work. You know, want to see I how know- seriously I'm taking this? I'm, re- I'm taking notes. And, and, and we're recording. So you're very, you're really taking it seriously. Cause I'll give you the recording too. No, um, I, I want it in my phone. Great. Go on. Great. So consistency is key because as you've seen, and I know just from following you for as long as I have, there are times when, you know, you like fucking disappear. Oh, I, I disappear for weeks. For like weeks I'll tell time. you, for example, when you had the flu, I knew you had the flu and you're like, tribe was going bananas everyone was wondering where the fuck you were and i'm like in my head i'm like jen is the flu why isn't she just posting on social media that i have the flu so like you have to you have to be like consistent in what you're doing you can't disappear for weeks on end so (laughs) my first thing is i do want you to post at least two to three reels per week and this is something that we've discussed previously. I'm not even going to get into posts right now. I really just want you to stick with the reels and use the reels to start generating more engagement and more awareness. So that's the first thing. Okay. Okay. Love it. Got it. At least two to three, at least. So like you, that means now I'm adding at least I'm going to, I'm typing the words at least before the two to three go on. And so this is the the second thing is something that I, I think is also very important and it's not you can't post and ghost. Okay. And that is something you can't, you have like social media is called social media because social it's a two way street. Do you have to like and comment on everything? No, you do not. You have a very big following. That's impossible unless you have a virtual assistant helping you. And I know you don't right now. And I know that maybe we will, maybe we will get there because I've been urging you to do that. But I do think it's important for you to go on and for you to comment on some things and like some of the things because when I've been you better. Do that, I've been better. You have been better. But when yeah. you do that and you engage, you're showing Instagram that you're actually there. And then they, they will share your stuff with more and more people. So okay. you know, that's, you don't, do you have to respond to every DM? No. If you were a smaller right. business, if you were a small business, and I'm saying this for the small businesses listening, I would say, yes, you need to respond to every DM. You, Jen Sherman, you are a public figure. You don't need to. What's your question? I will tell you that in the early days of Peloton, when I was able, when it was manageable and sustainable, I responded to everything. I know you Unless told it, me that. I really did. I, I would, that's, that was part of, before I went to bed at night, that was the last thing. Again, I considered it as part of my job. I enjoyed doing it. It was doable back then, not quite as doable now, now, but what you're, but you know, I would say to small businesses and when you're trying to really build your brand, it's, I know that, I know that reaching back out to those people that message me meant so much to them. And I really got to know in the early days, I got to know my community. I really did get to know it through those DMs. And that's a really important point to bring up to people who are starting out, who are trying to build a community. We said at the top of this, Jen Sherman has a big community. So, you know, and that's why you have a community. You don't have a community because you sat back and did nothing. You have a community because you cared and you engaged. And it's not that you don't anymore. It's that you have grown so much. It really is not feasible when you have 200,000 something followers to be responding. And also a lot of people's comments go into your other folder. I don't even know if you know that exists. but I do. Yep. Okay. You have an an other folder. And if you're not following those people... Mm -hmm. 
it goes into your other follower and it, your Correct. other folder. And it's just too hard to manage. But it's not hard for you to like comments and for you to, you know, drop some emojis back or say thank you for following. Or, you know, I do think that that gesture Very goes Especially when a comment, when, especially when a comment catches my eye, like something like really, I have been like writing back, really keeping it short and sweet. Does a, does harding a comment do anything for you? Well, that's liking a comment. So like, that's the like, okay. You know, it. you can like the comment, but like, I think it's good to have a little bit of a mix. And again, if you're a small business listening, you should be responding to every comment. You should be liking every comment and you should be replying to every DM that's for small businesses. Yeah, so that's, that's that. Okay. My third thing is I want you to make it a goal to share some content from your community. And I think that, you know, that's when I talk, Posting. Yes. You and I talked about that the other day after you have rides, whether they're, you know, live, not in, there's no one in the studio or you're in the studio with people and people are posting, you don't have to, or want to really reshare everything. But I do think that it's so fun for your community when you share a few different posts that go up and tag them and say, thanks for riding. It's so easy for you and it makes people want to share and share their experience with you. And then what ends up happening is they see it and then they reshare it. Ah, Jen Sherman shared. You asked me before we got on this, you said, is Matt Nathanson your friend? He shared, he shared your video. And I said, no, but he, you know, it has a manageable number of followers. And so he, that's not the first time he's shared my videos. He's very gracious after a concert, he shares all the videos. So, you know, I think that it's, it's a really nice thing for you to do, especially because you're so focused on community and it's easy. I used to be very good at that. That was one thing because it was so simple to do. Um, and I fell off a little bit, but now it's, that is just, there's just no excuse to not do that. It's you know? very easy as a business when someone tags you to say thank you by sharing back. And you Correct. don't even have to make a comment. You can just share. Like, that's mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Yep. The fourth thing that I want you to do, and this is a little more involved. We haven't talked about this yet. I do Bring want you to start asking polls in your, in your stories and I can show you how to do that. So you can, you I know, do know, I do know how to, I actually know how to do it. So, okay. I do. So whether it's about TV shows and pop culture, which you love, or yep. whether it's about what ride people are going to take on the weekends, or whether it's about maybe you say, which song would you want to hear on a playlist this weekend? And mm-hmm. you do a poll, you know, that's a way for you to kind of control the narrative Mm-hmm. And ask a question and get engagement. Okay. Got it. You know, so like, and, and also when people do a poll, they're, they're likely to advance to the next slide. So like a trick that I use is like, if I have something very important that I want to post on Instagram and my stories, I might tee it up by doing like a random, like three slide poll of like nothing that has to do with business, you know, something fun. Mm-hmm. maybe pop culture, whatever, knowing that people will click through and vote. And then on that fourth slide, I, I make mention of like something that I want people to see. Does that okay. make sense? It does. What's your feeling on something I don't do ever? Should I be incorporating like the, the ask me questions or like the, where you are posting the answers that everyone's like, you know, that kind so of thing. I think that that is, you know, I didn't include that in your challenge, but I think, and maybe we can, you can give it a whirl and we can mm-hmm. save it for another day. But I do think that that's a good idea. People have questions for you and you know that. And, you know, I think that's a great way too to engage with your 
community as well. Now, I think one of the greatest things about one of the greatest things about the ask me question is that like if you know you're going to be traveling and you're going to be bored, you can put that up like 12 hours before, let the questions come into your feed and then like when you're in the airport, you can go answer through them. it and answer the ones that And you don't even have to go on camera. Like sometimes you can or you, you know, or you can you type can it. Type it out. You know, and mm-hmm. I think do you want to know the crazy thing about that is that that feature is what landed Bobby Brown on this podcast. Cause she answered. No, she didn't. No, answer. cause she, someone asked someone me, asked, who do you want on your podcast? And, well, and you answered, answered. And, and she saw it and said, and, she, and saw she saw it. Okay. Wow. But, okay. I, but I think that that's an easy way also for you to control your own narrative and for you to make sure that you're sharing content that you want to share with your community and like letting, you know, letting people behind the curtain a little bit, but you control it. You don't have to answer questions you don't want to answer, which is, is that, wait, is that a real? No, that's in stories. It's in your stories. That's a stories feature. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then the last thing is that this is something we talked about previously and I know you're doing, but is to keep a running list of ideas where you can tag other people in content like podcasts, like authors, um, mm-hmm. TV shows, famous people, you know, bits of pop culture, people who ride with you, who, who are potentially famous that you know that you can share that tag you just like really people that you can engage with and share content and tag them so that you can one, like pay it forward and let them know that you love them too. And two, they will share it as well. And that helps you to expand your reach. And that reach number will continue to go up when people share your content. Okay. And then how do you get more followers? Do you just beg? Do you pay them? Do you send them gifts? No. What do you do? I will tell you, Instagram has become a really tough place to gain followers. When, When you talk to anyone in the social media arena right now, they will all say, we will all say, really, it's TikTok right now that is the growth vehicle, okay? That's not to say that you cannot grow on Instagram. And I do think that for you who you really haven't done any of these things, I think that by really starting off and sharing consistently and tagging people, and you know, those are, that's how you grow on Instagram. You go live with people, you tag people in content. That's how you grow. I mean, partnerships are everything and it's really being a good social citizen. So, you know, I have seen a lot of growth for myself. My account is minuscule compared to yours, but I have seen a lot of growth in the last year when I've done things like go live with people, sharing content, you know, I do have a strategy where I boost some of my like very well-received posts. And when I say boost, I mean like $25. And when I have boosted posts out there and I'm controlling who they're served to through the communities on Instagram, I do see an increase in followers. And that just goes back to Meta wanting you to pay, right? And like, you know, so, but it's Mm -hmm. my business. And so for Mm -hmm. me, it is a good investment and it's better for me to invest there than other places of advertising because I do see traction. So for a small business owner who's listening, you know, I would say if you have a post that does really well, and I'm going to give this example because I think it's important, like I had a, a nine figure apparel brand that I was working for. They were sold at Target and we shared a funny quote from Scary Mommy. It was like, it was a dumb quote. I mean, it was a dumb quote that would resonate with any mom. And right off the bat, it, it started getting crazy amounts of likes and comments and people, it was resonating with the community. 
Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, let's boost it. And we boosted it for $30. You know, these, this brand maybe had 80,000 followers. We boosted it for $30. By the end of the boost, this one asset that we shared had gotten them 500 new followers. It had been shared 1,200 times. And it was wow. by far their most well-received post that they'd ever shared, more than any piece of clothing of their own. And that just really goes to show that, one, you need to be connecting with your community and when you do connect with your community, that's how you grow. You know, even if you put a little money behind it, but that's the most important part of social media. And then here's just one other question, big overarching question. What do you say to someone like me who I do feel like I know my demographic really well. Um, What do you say to me? I'm aware that Instagram is dying. I'm now in this enough to know that it's all about TikTok. I don't care what you tell me. And I'm not ready to make that jump and that leap. But I'm putting, I'm starting to take this time to invest in doing all this. And will it be for naught? Because if you listen to anyone that knows anything about social media landscape, you don't have to listen very long to know. Instagram's over. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's over. You know what I mean? I would say Instagram's over. I, I, I really wouldn't. I mean, I, people, you know, businesses rely on Instagram. Okay. You know, Instagram. But isn't that going by the wayside? And aren't we going to see that it's already starting to move over to TikTok and it's just going to go that way. So should I be learning how to go on TikTok? Maybe eventually, you know, I, I, I I would say it's a little bit of both, but I have to be honest, like, So I am just starting to dabble in TikTok as well. It is not my favorite thing in the world. And part of why I don't do it a lot, it's not because I'm and I'm not insecure about it. I just don't find it fun. I find it annoying. And so that's part of it. The second thing for me is like, and I would say this probably for you a little as well. Like my demographic isn't really like my ideal client is is not yet on TikTok, maybe a little okay. and maybe yeah. starting. But when I share things on TikTok, I have to share things differently in order to for them to resonate with people because it's a younger demographic. Now, Correct. Okay. So I mean, it's, it's getting into a whole new territory, I guess. Is yeah. And, and the reason why I even brought it up is because I am not ashamed to admit I love TikTok. I am on TikTok more than I ever thought I would be. I didn't understand a thing about it. And now I am going and viewing TikTok. Of course, I spend my due diligence on Instagram. I have to. But when I just want to chill out, I follow certain people that I love so much. And I am loving TikTok. You you actually said you think it's, you know, we all have different feelings about it. So no, I don't think it's annoying to watch. I think it's annoying to create content for, for me yeah. right now. Okay. I don't Got mind it. watching, but I will okay. say like, there's this woman who I interviewed on the podcast. Her name is Betty Kowet. She actually got a book deal this week and she's young. She's like in her twenties and she became a rising star on TikTok as a, like a, a book expert, a book reviewer. She's like a book influencer. She's a genius. What she did is genius. Like she really started sharing books all over TikTok. And then the publishing houses started asking her to share their books and promote their books. She has like 300,000 followers on TikTok. And then she now is like in bed with all of the book publishers. And guess what? She got a book deal this week for the novel she's been writing. Wow. Talk about genius, right? But she has an Instagram account too. Her Instagram is not as big as TikTok, but she services it just as much as she does TikTok. So, Hmm. you know, she knows she has to be both places for what she wants to do. So, you know, I don't think, I'm not saying count it out, 
I think for, I would tell you and I would tell any business owner, you have to master one before you master the other. Absolutely. You don't want to bite off more than you can chew. (laughs) Which I've already done, but I hear you. I just want to get your thoughts on it. Jen, do you feel that like these five things that I just gave you are manageable for you to do within the next month? Absolutely. Positively. I do. I'm holding you to it. And so are Mm -hmm. like the many people who are going to hear this when this drops next week. This is doable. This is a doable list. Okay. Very doable. And, And I'm hoping that it sort of creates a rhythm and something that just becomes natural. I'm not saying every week will look identical, but I know the point is you have to try. I understand. I've always understood that consistency on social is important. I just didn't do a damn thing about knowing that that's how you had to work it and maneuver it. Um, but now I'm going to really try because I'm having fun. If I was like miserable doing it and maybe I'll feel differently in six months from now, I don't know, but it's actually fun. I'm finding it to be fun right now. And I am actually going to put these five things into a document and I'm going to allow people to grab them and and we're going to challenge together. You're not going to be in this alone. Okay. Uh, And I want people out there to not feel alone because I, you know, I, I'm telling you the feedback that I got over the last two weeks and what you've been, you know, what's been pouring in for you. I am so not alone. I am so not alone. There are so many founders, you know, people that are trying to elevate their brand people that just don't even know where to begin. And I'm here to say, you can take baby steps. And I'm doing that right now. And I'm really proud of myself. I'm very proud of you too. And I just want to say thank you so much for being so open to this and receptive and um, being so supportive of me and what I do. I mean, you, I don't even think you realize like how supportive you've been and just you were so, you have been such a great guest to the show and friend to me and I so appreciate it and I appreciate your willingness to be open and honest about all of this because that is what I preach all the time like you have to share these things or else we don't grow and by you doing this I do think you're opening the door for a lot of other people so thank you you're welcome and ditto to all of that what you just said right back at you girl because i do appreciate all of your support as well but you've been so helpful and uh, i really appreciate it i told you that you would love this episode and that it was so much fun and i hope that you agree and i hope that you learned something from this conversation with jen sherman i'm so grateful for her for being here and for sharing her story with us and also just for being so honest and forthcoming about this challenge that she's clearly been facing and hasn't done anything about and is now made a commitment to resolve. And I'm really just so excited and thrilled to be a part of it and to um, just share it with all of you. I think it opens up the door, like I said earlier, to so many people also coming forward and saying, I don't know how to do this either. Can you help me? Because the answer is resoundingly yes. So I just want to make sure that you walk away from this understanding that there are a few key things when it comes to social media for small business. You just have to get started. All right, make a commitment. Jen has made this commitment and I really admire her strength in doing so and just her her ability to say, I'm going to do this. And she's been doing it. She's been doing it for the last few weeks. So make a commitment to get started. Take baby steps. Okay, take baby steps. Learn one thing at a time and build upon it. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. It's always okay to feel overwhelmed, right? And I want you to think about kind of what that process is for you for capturing content the way that Jen and I talked about it in today's conversation because it will make it so much easier for you in the long run. 
I'm actually going to be dropping a bonus episode of Dear Found Her tomorrow, where I walk Jen through her insights and how to read them and what they said after just two weeks of posting reels on her Instagram account. So you're going to want to tune in for that. It's going to be a shorter episode. And don't forget, Jen and I are inviting you to join us for this challenge. We want to hold each other accountable. Grab the download in my show notes, share your story, post your first reel, start creating content. We're going to check back in with Jen in about a month and see how she's doing. And I'm going to be really curious to see how you're doing too. And if you want more, you've asked. And so I'm answering and I'm going to be bringing back my signature class that I taught last year, Social Media for Small Business Bootcamp. If you're interested in what it's all about, you can sign up on the wait list in the show notes and I'll send you all of the information as soon as it goes live. But for now, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Jen again for being so amazing and so awesome. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for another brand new episode coming your way every Tuesday and Thursday.